0: I am, I'm blessed that I got to go through, go through cancer. I have learned so much. I want to help people, um, and and it has centered me. It has brought me to meaning and purpose. And I will continue to live my life like that, which is really awesome. You know, people wait for retirement for meaning and purpose. I can care enough about my body, my mind, and my spirit to start to heal it and to listen to it. And that's something that I would not have done. I would have kept going. I would have kept feeding the stress.
1: Well, hey, welcome back to the Confidence Covered by Humility podcast, where we learn together what it takes to lead our businesses, our teams, and our homes with humble confidence. I'm James Mayhew, and um, I'm honored today because I have a very special guest. Her name is Melissa White. And I just want to read her her bio to you real quick and then tell you a little bit more about Melissa. But her bio is this. Having struggled to recover from a serious car accident, Melissa became an occupational therapist to help others who have suffered injuries. Today, she has a mission to empower people, cultivate change and improve health by educating and motivating people to own their health and well-being. She founded Balanced Fitness and Health in 2015 leveraging her experience in the medical system and knowledge of psychosocial factors to apply a proactive approach to injury prevention and recovery from surgery and chronic pain. This is the second time that Melissa has been on the podcast with me. The previous time was back in 22. She was a guest on my other podcast called Lead Through Values. And I do hope that you have a moment to check out that episode. It's awesome. I would, I would highly encourage you to do it. And I'll put a, a link in the description so it's easy for you. But on that podcast, she was talking about grit and resilience since that time, there has been some significant changes, you know, in Melissa's life. And this is why I wanted to invite her back to talk about this new chapter uh, of her life with you. It's very inspiring. Uh, and it's something that I know many of you are going to be moved by as I have been. And um, so again, Melissa, the last episode was about grit and resilience. Um, you've kind of shifted to something new. And what is that shift? And what's the, been the driver of that shift?
0: So grit and resilience was something that powered my life prior to this past year in November. Uh, I applauded myself for the strength, the grit, the resilience of getting through some hard times in life and powering through starting my own business and uh, being, being a single mother at that time. Now, in November, this past November, I got one of the worst calls that you can get Um, after a a yearly exam that should have come back normal. Instead, I got the call to say, you have breast cancer. You know, I'm 42 years old, pretty young, no family history of this, so they were pretty guaranteed that, hey, it's nothing. You're going to be just fine. Um, So that really challenges that grit and resilience, and you have to sit back. You know, the worst-case you start to think through, when you hear cancer, you think the worst-case scenario. That's what we do. We think through, oh, my gosh, I'm going to die. This is going to be the, you know, what is my 12-year-old daughter going to do without her mom? What's my 10-year-old son going to do without his mom? How are we going to get through this? Um, but you you go, You do what you have to do. You go to those doctor's appointments. You You pray. You figure out what needs to be done to keep things normal, um, to keep your your home moving forward, and also your career. So, what has shifted through all of this cancer journey? It's been a rough road. Um, it's definitely been through surgeries, um, medications. You know, all of all of those pieces that make up cancer. What has shifted for me is meaning and purpose. So grit and resilience was something that was a driver for me. I applauded myself for busyness. I applauded myself with the stress and actually encouraged more stress and more work to be placed on me through my own doing. And now it's more about what brings me value, what brings me meaning. And, you know, sometimes it's not just the busyness of the day. It's not like, how many hours can I work? How much can I cram into this before I have to come home and run the kids around to all the sporting events or school activities? Now it's more, okay, what do I need to get done today? And how can I let the rest, you know, go to the next day or the following week or what needs to really be done? And then setting time for yourself
1: we're only what, seven months roughly in this journey with you. I mean, this is real. It's, it's very fresh. And, um, here's the thing. And and I want to say this for, for everyone just to know is like, if, if you didn't know this story about what Melissa just shared with you, you would never see it. You She looks great. Her energy has been amazing. I, you know, we've dealt several times this, this year, just, text or just a quick phone call to stay in touch. You had some months off there. The thing is, is you and I had a great conversation I think about, and I know I wasn't the only person, but just to, to step away and let go of some of those things because you are so driven. You, you're that ultimate achiever, get it done, highly, highly driven. And uh, what was it like for you to just choose to go through, through this, with this mindset of like, I'm going to let some things go. I'm going to step back because I have to. I remember having conversations like that with you.
0: Yeah, it was very challenging. Um, I think the biggest thing that I really started to notice is how much my brain runs 24 7. I mean, it does not shut down. And what I really noticed and I really challenge people is what is coming into your thoughts. I was doing a lot of shaming, a lot of self destruction. A lot of, I'm not good enough, you need to be better, Um, and all those like, I should be doing this, I should be, you know, again, I'm going to use this example, I should be exercising and eating better, better. even though I didn't sleep last night, you know, because I was worrying about X, Y, Z, get your butt up, work out, you should be, you know, you should be better, you should be doing this, that needs to stop. And I think that's our culture. We need to stop the busyness. We need to stop the shaming. We need to stop the self-destruction. And we need to come back into more of the I want to, I choose to. I choose to work out today. I choose to eat healthy because I love myself. I love my body. I want to be healthier. I choose to be healthier. So just shifting that mindset and those thought processes are really a beautiful thing
1: did you journal in, in that time off I know you talked about I can't remember if I um, did, did find out if you did the journaling or not you did
0: I did and I do encourage that for people taking time to journal you know one of the great thing is expressive journaling and what you do is you just set a timer for 20 minutes and you just journal you write everything you don't worry about if you spell things right or if you put a comma somewhere or even how it looks You just journal everything that comes to your head, all your thoughts, all your worries, you know, honestly, whatever, even positive things. You just write. You expressively write and you get to choose whether you read that again or whether you rip it out and you get to crunch it up, throw it away, shred it, whatever you need to do, but just express what you're feeling because a lot of people hold a lot of their trauma, a lot of their heartache, a lot of their worries. It continues to build and build and build. And that is where we start to break down. And I do believe when you have chronic stress, which is something again that I applauded myself for, I lived with chronic stress and I would sit and talk about how stressed it, I was. and I hear it it was like
1: that was your comfort zone. That was like your pattern. you 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 created it because you knew that was also part of your success, correct?
0: Yeah, it was my driver. Yeah. you know you can sit and think that you can say, yes, I'm a driven person. I'm a driver. I This is what I do. But there's a level of when it's not healthy anymore. And that's where you have to sit and reflect and and stop that. If you're checking your emails throughout the night, if you're getting up first thing in the morning and checking your emails and replying to work emails, you probably need to start setting limits. You deserve that time. You deserve that grace. You deserve that rest. And you need to find that. And I mean, I have two clinics and I encourage all my therapists <laughs> to love themselves and to have flexibility. That is the kind of place I want to have. But then I wasn't doing it for myself. Right. yeah. And that's not OK. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen to this to be like, yes, you're right. I'm constantly checking emails. There's, there's no boundaries, especially with the way that we've gone to Zoom, the way that you can, you can reach people 24-7 mm-hmm. now. And it's almost an expectation that you're available When someone wants you. And that's not okay. And for me to set those boundaries around even the companies we serve and the people that are around me, they get it. I mean, it's okay. I thought that, oh my gosh, everything is going to fall apart when I'm off for all of these months battling breast cancer, but it didn't. Everybody stepped up to the plate and people understood that, okay, I might not hear from Melissa until a couple days later, and they were okay with it. And I didn't make excuses. I feel that chronic stress leads to illness. I believe that if I could have gotten control over some of those years of, I mean, it, it was bad. The chronic stress was bad. I will say that it was hard. I was a single mother of two kids starting my own business. And I know that's in the past podcast of grit and resilience, but it, it was something that fed me. And then once you begin to feed on the stress, it wants more. It's kind of like it's a disease. I believe that chronic stress is a disease. And we are living in a world that wants chronic stress to prevail. It, It just seeks it. It feeds it. We want it from our social media. You know, everybody's constantly on their cell phones. We never take time to just be still. And our body needs time to be still and rest so that is something that i have been working on very hard you know a lot i've been working on this since the diagnosis of cancer because it it was life changing it was a death sentence you know and i am i'm seeking counsel, you know counseling because i believe that there are times in life seasons in life when you need help and seeking somebody that i can speak with that actually studies breast cancer um, has been such a resource for me because I've learned a lot about the journey uh, that women go through and and men that are diagnosed with breast cancer. You know, one thing that they said with breast cancer is it the increase for suicidal ideation increases by fifty percent. Wow! With breast cancer, and I do believe that the reason for that is because when you go through a major surgery of taking off a pretty important body part. <laughs> it's a self-image thing for sure and that's the one thing with this kind of cancer is you're left different mm-hmm. you know you you have visible scars that you will have for the rest of your life. There's a shift, a change in the way that the way that you view yourself both physically and then emotionally you know the emotional, journey has been so challenging for me. It, it has challenged my resilience. Sure. When you get injured from a like a knee injury or a rotator cuff repair, that's a physical healing. You also have emotional, you go through all of the cycles of <laughs> you know the anger, the frustration. When you have when your body lets you down with cancer you know that there was something in there that was allowed in, a disease, something that is inside eating at your body and let you down, your body let you down. And that's hard to grasp.
1: Melissa, when we, you called me sometime, maybe around the first part of December, you you let me know because we had, you know, we, we were talking about things that we could do, you know, with the company, you called me to let me know. Um, here's what I'll reflect back to you. And I, I haven't shared this with you before. So this is going to be your first time hearing it, but it was like, when you were telling me you were into total marching order, Melissa, right? It was like, here's what's happening. Here's what I'm going through. Here's what I, you know, it was just like, here's the next steps. And you, you were laser focused on, you know, this plan. And I remember you saying, I, I can't wait to get this out, you know, cause I was just talking to you about fear of the surgery or things like that. And, uh, obviously there's a lot of things that go through a person's brain when, when you hear that C word and you're thinking like, cause you, you know, you've heard stories of how it can connect, or you know that there's certain types that it could move other parts of your body. You went into like this. And I think this is a, a compliment to who you are, this grit, resilience, this determination. It was like, this is going to be just another thing I have to go through. I will get through this. I mean, your determination was like off the chart high at that point, what was going through your mind back at that point? Do you remember? What, what, was it just like I'm going to defeat this, overcome this?
0: It was. It that was the resilience and the grit. It was coming in, but the stress was continuing to feed. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't sleeping. I was worrying. Sure. I wasn't, you know, able to enjoy our, my days because the anxiety would kick in, thinking, "Oh my gosh, has it spread to other places of my body?" What's going to happen? You know, you, you still have all that fear and questioning. And I feel like now I am so much stronger. <laughs> like, I, I feel like if from this journey, I, I honestly, I am, I'm blessed that I got to go through, go through cancer. I have learned so much. I want to help people. Um, and, and it has centered me. It has brought me to meaning and purpose. And I will continue to live my life like that, which is really awesome. You know, people wait for retirement for meaning and purpose. (laughs) That's when they're like, okay, now I get to relax. Now I get to figure out what my day looks like. You know, they are, I worked all these years. I've stressed, stressed, stressed. Now it's time for me to relax. Can you imagine? I mean, it is such a beautiful thing to know that I can find relaxation in myself. I can find mental clearing. I can care enough about my body, my mind, and my spirit to start to heal it and to listen to it. And that's something that I would not have done. I would have kept going. I would have kept feeding the stress. And maybe something worse would have happened. So, very blessed.
1: <laughs> what, I mean, but what a mindset shift for you. I mean, that yeah. that is, um, it, it, to me, it, it kind of comes back to you, this inner... I know you're a person of faith but it's this it's this inner decision that you make on a day to day basis to live with joy right joy's is, joy is not dependent upon our circumstances it's a mindset uh, versus happiness you know we talk about that um, so you had latched onto this inner strength or this upper upward strength however you I don't want to put words in your mouth but I know that you and I've had a lot of great conversations around that but a few minutes ago you mentioned some people are reluctant to ask for help. You reached out to others that had gone through this and and you talked about like therapists through this. Um, What's the value in humbling yourself to seek that help? What did you learn that others might glean from this?
0: Well, you learn tools. You learn that you're not alone. Yeah. You definitely, you feel so alone with cancer.
1: Like you're the only person that's going through this, right? I mean, is that what you mean or
0: you do? I mean, you there's a sense of feeling alone um hmm. you you have all the, you can have all the support that you want And i think until you've you've gone through the you know you can have support or i have beautiful support wonderful people around me they didn't have their breasts cut off mm-hmm. <laughs> and cut out they didn't have to go through
1: that's what you mean by, by the alone sure alone
0: you feel alone and yeah. i think until You know someone that I mean, if you know somebody that goes through cancer and you say, Did you do you still feel alone at times? Like, Yep, sure do. And you have to find ways of coping because again, you can become resilient and fight this, or you can become a victim and give in to cancer Mm. or an illness, whatever you're going through. Sure. This challenge in you. Mental health issues, again, I'm very passionate about all of that. When you sometimes you have so much great support around you and people that can listen to you and love you, but you still feel alone. You're still struggling. People go to school for this. People work with people to help them um, cope and create strategies and a different way of looking at life. And you're not weak for seeking help. People aren't. You know, you're not weak for getting extra. Um, coping strategies and methods. I have also reached out. I've put a lot of emphasis on on my nutrition, you know, on my dieting. And before I I would sit and think, shame myself. You need to eat better. You need to do something, you know, start on Monday. Get yourself back into this. Come on. You're gaining too much or you're, you know, not eating well or you're binging on the weekends. And now I'm choosing to eat healthy. I want to eat healthy. I want to feed my, my body well so that it can perform, um, the best that it can. I'm not a hundred percent. I don't know when I will become a hundred percent, but I love my body enough to listen to it. Now,
1: you know, the word that's coming to mind, listening to you describe this is grace, it's, it's like, it's giving yourself grace, correct?
0: It is absolutely <clears throat> grace and, and love. It's, it's love for that,
1: for yourself. So a couple of weeks ago when you and I chatted, you started to get pretty, I love your intensity, right? And, and I love when you get fired up and you're passionate about things. And it it was, I was like, this is why I want to podcast with you again, Melissa. And it was, I guess where I'm coming back to this is now beyond Um, the surgeries that you've had, again, you look amazing. Nobody would know if they've met you for the first time that you've just gone through this and and that you're still, you know, in this recovery mode. I know you've talked about your energy levels a little bit down again. Most people aren't going to notice that. Uh, but, but this meaning and this purpose, what's, what's really this driver behind this for you? The
0: driver behind it is I want to be alive. I want d- to, I want years of enjoyment. I want years yeah. of, of giving to those people that bring me joy.
1: And, and you've talked about like, you want to help others. So, I so yeah. is that something you're in a position to, to maybe, I don't know if you've got any plans that you're putting out around that, but sure, share What you will uh, around that I'm, I'm driven to help others.
0: Sure. So I've, again, starting the business, Um, there's, I've always done things a little bit different thinking of not just the medical model and medical tradition, you know, of a mill, like bringing people in the door, getting them out. You go to the doctor, you don't feel welcome when you walk in the door because they're just checking you in, blah, blah, blah. You sit for 45 minutes waiting for the doctor. You know, that, that, that's never changed for me. Right. We, what I want to do (laughs) moving forward is to start helping people manage stress, Mm. chronic stress, guided imagery is a beautiful thing. It's a form of meditation, but it's can be done in, um, breathing techniques. It can be done in five to 10 minutes, but what it does is it centers yourself. It shuts your brain down and it lets you connect with your soul. (laughs) Our souls, I believe are completely packed down and hidden inside of us because we are just driving ourselves with our brains. Our brains take over and it just is go 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 go. And you know, if you're if you are a prayerful person, if you, you know, all of those types of things, that's great. That is amazing. But when you can actually really tune in and shut your brain down and like connect on a spiritual level, um in an internal level, whatever you're needing or whatever you believe in, uh, it's a game changer. So, I think that if I can help uh, start increasing that, uh, I think it'll start decreasing people's chronic pain, managing forms of um, self destruction, shaming that, again, like I said before, that we do to ourselves. Um, Start teaching people positive affirmations. Again, like exactly what I said when we say we should be doing this, changing that to I want to and I choose to. Being able to just help process and work through that. Um, I would love to help become an an impactful, you know, volunteer my time in the breast cancer centers. Um, There's people that, you know, have been through so much. Something that I haven't had to go through um, on their cancer journey, and if I can come alongside and potentially help them manage that pain Um, there's lots of research showing the guided imagery and the use of that can help you through healing from surgeries can help through chemotherapy Um, so i think there's a lot of avenues that i feel my path is taking me down so continuing again i'm a force to be reckoned with when it comes to being driven to make sure that we're taking care of the the clients that we currently serve and making sure the team is strong and, uh, and connection, you know, connected. So that is not going to change. It's just more of my personal journey and my professional journey are going to shift to more meaning and purpose for me. Well, I
1: love that. I love the phrase that you just gave yourself the label there. You're a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> You know, I, I think that's awesome, and it's that energy that you have. It's that spirit, and and um, I know, kind of in this in this setting right here during a podcast, I think that um, you know you're being very introspective, very reflective on certain things. And, and I just want people to know that when when you see Melissa in, in that force to be reckoned with mode, it's it's awesome. It's not, you're not blowing through people. It's not like that at all when you say that. What it is is it's this strength, it's this conviction, it's this courage, it's, it's this mindset of overcome. Um, there's a solution and that's the stuff that just, I think is so, so interesting about this. Maybe an area that I wanted to just ask you a little bit about uh, uh, around is what has the last few months taught you with how has it impacted your sense of urgency? What's what's been the changes that you've noticed from that filter through that lens of urgency?
0: Sure. So I'm going to take it back. What first comes to my mind is setting boundaries. You need to have those boundaries set. Um, for yourself, both professionally and personally, because the urgency is going to always be there. Everybody's going to want something, whether it's at work or whether it's at home or whether it's external, you know, um, environmental things that you're in, there's always an urgency (laughs) always. Mm -hmm. And so you have to set boundaries and say, no, this isn't urgent. This isn't and and do it again with humility and and grace and it works out just fine. So set boundaries and stop the busyness because there's too much of that um, that really needs to be needs to be filtered.
1: You know, I, people have probably heard me say this before if they've listened to me for some time. Maybe you've heard me say it, but I had a very wise uh, leader. Uh, he he is the executive director of a, um, a not-for-profit, a faith-based not-for-profit, and his name is Derek Jacobson. And um, he, he said, the real sin of busyness is hurriedness. And I have used that in my coaching and and instruction a lot, Uh, teaching, small group settings, whatever it is, is that because when we get hurried, that's when we're short with people. We are, you know, so that compromises relationships, personal and professional. We make mistakes. We have to work longer and harder to overcome them. And we're in this constant mode of just going, you know, really quick And at the same time, what I was gonna do with this is just kind of compare that to what it has uh, or or what a sense of urgency is different. And I think one of the things that I I could say to you on this is I've seen you have a different sense of urgency about your urgency has been more focused on, I'm not going to allow hurriedness and busyness to drive me or achievement or things that I, I felt like I had to get done today and I didn't get them done. I'm not going to let those things. So your urgency has been more of pushing you like as motivation, you know, and that's the kind of the interesting thing when we talk about that sense of urgency people have a, a different meaning attached to it, or they, they perceive that word different. And I don't think urgency and hurriedness are the same. I think, I think urgency says no more. Will I be this way? I'm, I'm going to go here. And these are the changes in a positive way that I'm going to make in my life. Uh, and, and so, again, I'm just I'm seeing those things in you and it makes me happy, I, you know, and when when you can smile about that and go, heck, yeah, that's that to me is where it comes back to the blessing, uh, you know, that you've gone through here. And what a, what an incredible mindset that must be to to have and look at it that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot of work. Oh, gosh. And just as we yeah. talk about that busyness and the hurriedness, it's not an overnight Shift because that's when you're a person that has lived with feeding on chronic stress and right. that type, you want things to change right away, and that is something that I had to fight. I would say for I don't know, well, do you know what how many days it takes to change a habit? Is it 23 or something? I've heard
1: it anywhere between 21 and 30, somewhere in that area, yeah. but yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, probably closer to 30. So, about a month in yeah. of doing. Like, you know, and, and you, I'm going to go back to this guided imagery because if, if you can just try, I mean, they have a bunch of things on YouTube that you can just pull up. Guided imagery, imagery for anxiety, guided imagery for stress management. 10-minute video, just sit with it and try it. That's how I started. Just understanding that imagery can actually shrink tumors for cancer. Imagery Amazing. is actually utilized in cancer treatment all over the world. Um, hmm. And until I learned that, until I've been through cancer, I would have never known that. If somebody told me, to, oh, meditation, you know, like, uh uh-huh, I can't do it because I can't get my mind to shut down. But when it shifts to, like, to an idea of fighting the return of cancer, you know, I already had cancer, so it's not, I couldn't fight cancer, at that point I had to remove the cancer, but I can continue to fight against cancer coming back in my body. And, and I will do every tool and utilize every resource that I can. So the research is out there for guided imagery. Um, So knowing that it's not going to be an overnight shift and change um, is encouraging because again, that's where we start to shame ourselves and beat ourselves up. Nope. This isn't for me. I can't do this. Just, keep trying, trying to relax your mind and giving yourself that space um, to just be present inside of yourself and continue. We know through the guided imagery, you work on positive affirmations and positive self-talk. I am strong. I am worthy. Mm. All of those beautiful things, when you put an I statement on it and you make it personal, it heals.
1: Do you need an accountability partner in this or is it something that... um that you can figure out how to do on your own?
0: That's a good question. Again, this is where the driver in me comes in to say, I'm going to do this. Um, I don't know how that looks for other people's journey. So for me, I can I can do this myself because it's me against cancer. So for me, it's the fight for my life and for the continuation of my health. And I now have a, a different meaning a different meaning for, for where I go. And man, what an awesome example to set for my children who are driven to be perfection, you know, through sports, through school, through everything that they do and how much they're on constantly looking for things to do. You know, back in the day, it felt like we could be sitting in boredom. I mean, I remember all the times during summer thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm so bored. Now they don't, have to be bored because there's social media there's every kind of tv episode you can watch with no commercials um so things have (laughs) changed so i think it's time to start working on those things with our younger generations too is to start teaching you have to empty your mind you have to look inside of yourself to to begin you know if you're not taking care of yourself you can't take care of others
1: this podcast um, has a heavy dose of of faith-based, you know, components to it. So I actually have these, I have like four parts of this podcast. This is the interview. We have Coach's Corner. But then I also have Iron Sharpens Iron. And then I do Faith in Five also. And um, what what has this journey done for your spiritual walk?
0: Oh, it's stronger. I mean, I was, I had a strong faith Mm -hmm. from everything that had happened before. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I wasn't lacking in in my, my relationship with Christ, but mm-hmm. I will say that, again, just like I said earlier, when you're able to clear your mind of the baggage of the day and the worldly stuff, and you can center your mind and your spirit on... The true, your true purpose, mm-hmm. Jesus, God, your relationship mm-hmm. um, with that higher spirit, <laughs> and you—it's deeper. It's a deeper relationship. Um, there's a lot more that I'm trusting. That no matter what happens with my life, that I know exactly where I'm going, and I know who's walking right beside me.
1: Mm, beautiful, yeah, Melissa. Kind of the final question here I wanted to ask you is uh, and you've you've actually sort of touched on it throughout our conversation um, on this podcast, but what's next? what do you what do you think is next for you and and you don't have to reveal anything from a business standpoint, but what do you think's next um, over I don't know
0: mm-hmm.
1: the next few years for you? like where, where do you see this whole thing guiding you?
0: I will definitely be looking at every day as meaning and purpose. So I'm not going to sit in that clinic in my office just to be there because I think I should, that I need to work eight to five or that I need to power through and, and overexert myself with my, all my energy. If I'm having a, an off day, I'm going to respect that. I'm going to do what I need to get done. Always hold myself accountable. All of our core values are still there. Mm-hmm. It's just loving, again, myself enough to set boundaries around my schedule. Um, I am definitely going to be seeking volunteer opportunities at the cancer centers. <laughs> um, I want to teach some guided imagery classes. Um, I want to know that let people know that they're not alone. But I also see an opportunity to work with a lot of different people on how to manage stress. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> because that is something that leads to to pain. Is something that leads to addiction. You know, as we continue down those paths of self-medicating through whatever choices, food, alcohol, smoking, whatever mm-hmm. someone's addictions are. Those are hurting your body. All of those things are self-destruction. So if there's a way to come in and combat that, and just help bring from more mindfulness um, to a person's life and help them on their health journey. I'm all for that. So I think it's in any, we're all on this, this hamster wheel of life sometimes as what you feel, you know, just the, the grind and you have, you have to choose to get off that hamster wheel and, and take care of yourself. So
1: I imagine there are people watching or listening to this podcast that um, want to know more about you, maybe want to reach out to you. What would be the best way for people to reach out to you and connect?
0: I would say email is great. So it's just Melissa at balanced fitness and health dot com. They can always call the clinic, too. So that's three one nine six nine three seven seven four five. So even just to talk and and connect.
1: And you are, cause there are people listening across the United States or even outside the United States. So you, we should just let people know where we are located, where, where your clinic is located. So that's Hiawatha and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. You have two locations. So, So maybe there are people who are in the corridor that, um, maybe are, are learning about you for the first time, or they're being reconnected through something, you know, a little bit different than they thought. And uh, hopefully it leads to it leads to you being able to help them. And uh, I know you have it in your capacity, it's a part of your will, it's part of your drive, it's part of your calling. It's just magnificent stuff, you know, and I, I just applaud you for all of the things that you've gone through, the, the things that you've achieved, your resilience. But then this new new mindset of of purpose and meaning, that's so, so cool. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode with Melissa. She's just a shining example of what it takes to be vulnerable and to lead with a confidence that's covered by humility. Now, if you'd like to speak further with Melissa, her contact information is in the show notes. Hey, I'm James. And if you're wanting to learn more about building a purpose-driven company filled with talented people that are doing exceptional work on the most important things, why not reach out today by phone or email so we can start a conversation about you and your business goals. As always, I wanted to thank you for coming along on this journey with me, and I hope to see you again on the next episode.